Hey, deserving listeners, it's just me today. I thought I would just read patron emails. What do you say? What do you say? This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a professor and a therapist. This message is, this email is from patron Mary. She writes, thanks for the brilliant podcast. I'm an art therapist from the UK. I still doubt myself all the time and get anxious before assessments and clients. It makes me feel better to know that the most important thing is that I'm present and curious. I find the podcast so interesting, and it makes me feel like I'm attending peer supervision. Well, thank you very much, Patreon Mary. That's nice of you to say. Yes, it's always important to just focus on being present and curious and listening. I'm guessing Patreon Mary is responding to something that I frequently say on the podcast and to my trainees and supervisees, which is... If you don't know what to do, just listen. Just really listen to what they're saying. Don't think about what you're going to say in response. Don't think about what you're supposed to be doing. Don't think about what your supervisor wants you to do. Don't think about what what a theorist would want you to do. Just look into your client's eyes, listen to what they're telling you, and really try to understand what they're telling you, and then communicate that you understand what they're telling you. Not only is this something you can quote-unquote fall back on, but in many ways, it's the central feature of therapy and not something that you just merely fall back on in a pinch, but something that you should actually strive for as a superior form of therapy. It has been demonstrated over and over again that when you really pay attention to someone, you don't even have to necessarily support them. You don't have to say, oh, you're, you're, you're so smart or, wow, what a great decision. You, don't have to, you just have to really listen to what they're telling you. We are social creatures and need other people for support. And a key component of that support is that other people understand us. I sometimes will say this, I think, on the podcast, which is, One of the techniques that police officers and other sorts of people are, I guess, hopefully trained to do in a situation with someone who is volatile is to merely tell the person you understand what they're telling you. So a police officer comes upon a a suspect and the suspect is starting to say, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I don't know why you're I don't know why you're you're coming after me. And a culturally uh, common response would be to say, hey, get down on the ground and you're going to succumb to my power and shut up and sit down and put your hands up and da-da-da and just start barking commands. But then the suspect might you know, continue to say and escalate and say, wait, you don't understand. I didn't do anything. And the cop is saying, I don't you know, care. You know, you just, you're going to get down on the ground and I'm going to handcuff you, blah, blah, blah. And the person says, I don't, you know, I didn't do anything. And, you know, it just escalates from there. Well, a very common technique that works for people is for the police officer just to tell the suspect, I get it. I get it. You don't think you did anything. In addition to that, I still need you to allow me to handcuff you. And then we'll sort it out later. Or I understand you're afraid. I get it. A police officer is coming at you right now. I'm telling you, you can trust me. I'm, I, I, I don't know if you did anything wrong or not, but I still I have enough reason to detain you. So please 
Just go with me on this and I'll take care of you. Imagine a cop saying that. I just can't even imagine it. <laughs> I'm sure it happens sometimes. But it's such a, a better way to to be with human beings. We feel uh, we we es- when we when we aren't heard by other people, we just escalate our communication. You know, you when you're in a relationship and you say to somebody, uh, you know, what you did the other day really bothered me. If your spouse says something like, "Oh, really? So that thing that I did it it really bothered you? Is that right? Yeah, what what you did bothered me. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to hurt you, but yeah, I, I guess I can see that. Conversation over, friends. Conversation over. But so many people do not do this because of defensiveness and just our culture of weird communication, which is to defend and to deny. Uh, For example, what you did the other night really bothered me. What are you talking about? Well, you know, that thing you did, it, it, you know, it just, it, it pissed me off. It bothered me. Why are you always getting pissed off? That's ridiculous. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know why you're pissed off about that. You're always getting pissed off all the time. Well, now we're in a conflict and it's just going to, you know, perpetuate the problem. So as, as in all those situations with, with therapy, and really when you're talking to anybody, just anyone, friend or someone at work, it, the, one of the best things you can do for someone, one of the best gifts, which is so easy to give, which is just to, again, really pay attention to what the person is saying and let them know that you understand what they're saying. Someone at work comes into your office and you're, you're kind of bugged by it because you're interrupted and your coworker says, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, what so-and-so said at the water cooler. Can you believe that? You know, you just look back and go, yeah, whoa, I hear you. <laughs> I mean, it's coming across snarky, but it doesn't require much to just reflect back to someone that you get what they're saying. And in therapy, uh, the reason why so many people come to therapists is because they are not being heard in their personal life. And they need, and they haven't historically been heard as they were being raised by their families. And they need a therapist to heal them by just listening. And I, I, I hate that word just listening, but uh, I'll use it in this instance. It's just listening, you know, and it's, and it's not just like nodding your head and going, huh? it is being curious. Like what patron Mary says, it's really being curious. Like someone says, you know, that really bothered me the other night. And you say, Oh, well, what, what exactly happened? Well, this and this and this happened. Oh, how, how did you feel about that? I'm curious how you felt about it. Well, I felt this way. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm curious what else you felt about it. Well, hmm, I never thought, well, I guess if I look deeper, I felt, you know, you're, you're really curious about the full breadth of someone's experience. That is extremely healing for people. And one of the things that as therapists, no one can ever take away from us because robots and artificial intelligence anytime soon will not, you know, they can't do that. Workbooks can't do that. TV shows can't do that. Drugs can't do that. Their friends can do that. And I encourage friends and family to do that for everybody. But in lieu of that, 
particularly if people have relationship issues that lead to them not trusting others, uh, then they don't even seek it from other people. We're the only people who can give them that. And what a wonderful gift we can give people. And what a wonderful healing activity we can give people. All right, let's read another email. But before we do that, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll read another email. Okay, we're back. Before we get into the next email, I just want to remind everyone that if they want to, they can go to Loot Crate and use the promo code PSYCHOLOGY and get a discount. And also we get a kickback. Loot Crate is a fun nerd gift. You can get a friend or yourself or a family member, a child, if you will. Also, uh, if you haven't become a patron yet, please do so by going to patreon.com. There you'll get access to all the premium episodes. You can get access on your phone as well. Also, just an announcement for everyone to join the new Facebook fan page. It's it's the Psychology in Seattle fans uh, group, and it is uh, run by famous patron Lyndon and uh, not me. So uh, you can uh, talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Also, I just want to announce uh, a few patrons, a few of our newest patrons. We have patron Amy, patron Christine, patron Shannon. I know Shannon. Patron Bailey, another, another Amy. We have another Amy. We have Darlene and Michelle and Megan and Nick and Kim and Ashley and Diana. You are awesome for becoming patrons as of late. Okay, let's read an email here. All right, this email is from patron Josh. He says, hi, friends. I love the podcast. Listening to it every week brings me back to my graduate school days, and I'm a big fan of your work and appreciate how helps how, how it helps me professionally. I also decided to become a patron. Ah, thank you, Josh. I'm trying to get even more of my colleagues and friends to be listeners. The episode on marijuana is a tremendous help to me. As therapists, there's so much we all know about the therapy process. But man, I sometimes am amazed at how much I don't know, just in terms of raw information. So this episode helped me a lot. Well, you're welcome, Patron Josh. Yeah, there is. that's why I love doing this podcast, because people ask me questions, and I do deep dives on it, and I discover very quickly how little I actually knew about that topic and how vast the field of psychology is and how many different rabbit holes there are. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to have so much to discover and also a terrifying thing and discouraging thing since for many therapists, they don't have time to do rabbit holes and they only have time to just do their work and then come home and you know, watch TV for a couple hours, go to bed. So in some ways, I kind of consider this podcast a way for people to get that information without having to do the deep dive themselves. They can just listen to the results of a deep dive of another human being like me. (laughs) All right, let's read another email. Maybe I'll just read a bunch of praise emails today, a bunch of emails that pump my ego up. <laughs> um, this email is from patron May. She says, I just want to thank you for your wonderful podcast. I've listened to it regularly for the past two to three years, and I have been a happy patron for several months. Many of the episodes have been a huge inspiration for me, especially the episodes where you discussed what it takes to be a psychotherapist. 
listening to your podcast actually was an important factor in one of my life's biggest decisions. At the age of 50, I decided to apply to the psychology studies at one of the most popular university programs in Denmark. Whoa. Luckily, I passed through the eye of the needle and was admitted last summer at the University of Copenhagen. I am now halfway through my second term. I am very happy with my decision, and it feels right to me. My husband and two adult daughters luckily support my decision 100%. I was a bit unaccustomed to everything in the beginning, especially because the majority of my fellow students are 19, 20 years old, but everything works fine, worked out fine, perhaps because I have been open about feeling insecure and quote-unquote stupid. Again, thank you for your inspiration. I hope you continue for many years making your great podcast. Well, patron May. Wow, that is quite an honor. Thank you so much for sending this email. I'm so happy to hear that at the age of 50, you decided to take the plunge and and follow the call and uh, decide to enter into a career in which uh, you will eternally feel insecure and aimless, and yet at the same time know that you're doing your part to make the world a better place. What a wonderful thing, Patron May. Congratulations. And uh, yeah, uh, you're saying, perhaps because I have been open about feeling insecure. Yes. To be a proper human and to be a proper therapist, you have to be aware of yourself. You So at the very least, you have to be aware that you're insecure. You have to be aware that you're afraid. You have to be aware that you feel stupid. You have to be aware of your imposter uh, complex. You have to be aware... Fraud? Imposter complex? Is that what it's called? Anyway, you have to be aware of those things. And also... You have to be aware of your needs and your need to feel secure and your need to feel smart. And you have to be aware of your needs to reach out for support and to tell others about it. Uh, Some therapists I know are not aware of those things or they're acutely aware of it, but they deny their need for support and they suffer in silence and they suffer in shame and say that, you know, there's something wrong with them that they feel insecure. There's something wrong with them that they're not smart enough. And what I tell people as often as I can is that being smart is not a prerequisite to being a good listener. Being smart is not required to be a healer. Being smart is not a requirement to help people by listening to them. It has nothing to do with intelligence. It has to do with what's in your heart. If you have love in your heart, if you have compassion for other human beings, if when someone is hurting, you would do you know anything you could within reason to help that person, then you have what it takes to be a therapist. And, in, and being smart has nothing to do with that. Being, being, especially being seen as smart has not, because you could be smart and, but, but just not be able to sort of wow everyone around you. And, uh, that's a different kind of a thing, right? There's one thing, there's being smart and then there's the ability to appear smart to your classmates and to your professor. Those things have nothing to do with what uh, a good therapist is. 
I've trained hundreds and thousands of therapists and you know, there's a bell curve of intelligence that is, you know, probably a little bit to the right of the average person, but you know, there's a, there's a wide variety of anecdotally assessed IQ, uh, you know, IQs that I see in my students. And I've learned that people at the low end of the IQ spectrum are just as effective as people at the high end. Now, intelligence will help you, obviously, in terms of managing things and especially getting through graduate school and being able to write and whatnot. But I know therapists who really struggle with school for one reason or another. Uh, Intelligence may be one of those reasons. And yet, when they step into that role as a healer and they listen to their clients their clients walk away extremely um, enriched. They walk away feeling heard. They walk away a little bit healed regarding their wounds from their past. So, yes, I'm glad Patron May sees that and embraces that she feels insecure and that she feels stupid sometimes. Because not only is that normal, but it's also just not an indication that you're going to be a bad therapist. But again, patron may, what a wonderful thing that you've taken the plunge. I congratulate you. Uh, and what a one, I can't, I just think about all the people you're going to help in Denmark, all those people that are going to benefit from your wisdom and from your caring and from your compassion. What a wonderful thing. All right. Well, that does it for that episode of psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining me out there. Please take care of yourself and take care of others because we all deserve it.